No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. Aries Spears is in the building. I gotta ask you two questions off the See, gate. I, I, just, you, you, I knew that we were on, going man. in with come hot on, with this, <laughs> and I'm a comic, so I gotta do it. <laughs> what was you thinking, letting in your wife? That dick is as big as a kayak. I have no regrets. None. Nah. Best thing I ever did. Listen, man. Well, it breathed the, new life into me. That second, second. Jesus Christ. <laughs> second. See, question. how do you make jokes when this is where I'm coming from? But this is not surprising to me, and let me tell you why. I, I don't. You're I, white. Well, You're gonna hit me with a race car. I have to. I watched your comedy. I know that did this you is see where me you on go. Vlad? I did watch, see you on Vlad, but I also I said this is some goofy white boy. I watched a long ass uh, thing. It was like a three hour Aries Spears upload to YouTube with like millions of views, and it's yeah. like it's weird because it's like the whole night. It's like a three hour video, and if you watch it long enough, oh, that, you start that, to hear the same from, jocks from multiple Ir times. Yeah, Ir Irvine. Yeah. I was kind of like they should have edited that out, but that's all right. But yeah. either way. I was watching it, and your default is to say to women, do you f black guys? That's one of, yes. That is deep, deeply held in your DNA as, well, yeah. a, as a comedian. That's just, that's just like the, the easiest go-to. Well, you, no, you, it's you, not an easy go-to. We got to get y'all back. It gets with, the ball rolling. No, we got to get y'all back to slavery. <laughs> a lot of niggas got hung from trees from f white women, so we, we, we got to give them the just on principle. You got to make, them, make second, them at least think about yes, it. Yes, my second question was, why didn't you call me to do that? Have you looked in the mirror lately? Yeah. Have you seen Jason Love? Yeah. You don't see too stark of a difference? Yeah, I'm a sexy mother. <laughs> I'm a sexy mother. And Jason seems a, a little bit retarded. Really? Yeah, what, he seems what, a little mentally you, off. What's leading you to think he that? He just got goofy toddler energy. <laughs> for, for a grown-ass man, he got, he got goofy kid energy. <sighs> That's probably why it didn't bother you. I don't want to tell you this, but I'm going to tell you this. Okay. He wrote a book. I haven't read it. it I probably, probably should. I probably like should. Dr. Seuss type big lettering. <laughs> All I can see is that there's a pile of cars on the cover. Uh. And it's it's something about Louisiana, but it's Louisiana is spelled wrong. I'm telling you, man, it's something real. <laughs> and his demeanor. Goofy, man. Like this eats Happy Meals. I feel for him right now. As much as I beefed with him, I feel bad for him right now because you're you're doing him hardcore right there. Coming from man's my intelligence, my, my my assessment is off. I don't think he gives off hard energy. If that's what you're I'm saying, I'm being funny, but okay. you know, but come on, he a little goofy. I will say that is almost like sports in the sense that you can be really elite at it without necessarily being intelligent needing to be super intelligent let me tell you i hosted the avns twice <laughs> truer words were never spoken <laughs> the fact that i don't know if i said this to you last i think i may have said this last time i was here one of the categories was uh uh black loads matter mm. like come on man and they want to be taken seriously yeah. it's their it's their oscars right. women got on dresses elegant dresses dudes got on suits and tuxes it's like come on man you, you Took 18 just shots to the face at once. Yeah, I mean, I am in the industry at in this point. what capacity? Because this is something me and Vlad argued about. You're not an official performer, though. I wouldn't say I'm an official performer because I only shoot for me and my girl's company uh, slash her OnlyFans. So it's not like I'm really trying to be like a porn celebrity right. or whatever. But I'm in the game. We won Podcast of the Year last year at the AVN Awards. Is that right? Yes. Which you were not announcing and Matt Reif, Reif was. Hosted, yeah. Who has me blocked on Instagram. But you gotta understand something. Uh, prior to my second time doing it, 
they had a strong rule that they don't bring the same host back twice. Mm. Never do they do that. Really? And they did it for me. Really? Because your boy brought it. Because so, you were clapping Chiefs backstage. No, and you know what? I'm going to be honest with you, man. That doesn't do anything for me. The porn stars. Yeah, that whole scene. The I, vibe doesn't. I've some porn stars. I know some porn stars. But that whole <laughs> jizzing like there's no tomorrow because it's. You don't like jizzing? No. no. What is it about cum that you don't like? No, no, I'm saying jizzing over the fact that it's porn stars. Okay. The lure of doesn't do it for me like that. I was always trying to stars even before I got really in the game. At the end of the day, I mean, you know, there's some street that'll do what a star will do. Right. So the allure that there's this, you know, thing about stars, I think that's 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 overly hyped. Okay. So do you actually think I'm crazy for letting Absolutely. my girl? You're a white boy. <laughs> you did white boy. I'm I say this in my stand-up, man. I, I've had white guys who will come up to me after a show. Put me in your next special. Uh, you got it. Yes. Uh and they go, uh, dude, my girl loves you. <laughs> you should fuck her. Right. You can't even compliment a black man's woman respectfully to him. Mm. Hey, man, your girl is gorgeous. All right, thank you, man. Nigga, go ahead with that shit, though. Right. We don't play them games, man. In the porn world, that's kind of normal. Like, uh, I had a couple guys come up to me this year at the AVN Awards and say, like, it's my dream for my wife to fuck you. And they were all white. Yeah. There you go. In the defense rest, Your Honor. Although I do know some black porn boyfriends in the sense that they're the dude who hangs out and smokes backwards while his and their wifey regular boyfriends, is off they're not in the fucked. porn game? They're just, yeah. Or they might be, you know, getting head on OnlyFans and, and fucking right. on OnlyFans and shit, but they're not, like, trying to be porn stars. Right. So there is black guys doing it. Yeah, there's, listen, there's exceptions to the rule, but the rule is not the, the exception is not the rule. Do you think it's going to destroy my relationship? No. In the long run? Man, y'all two white people. Y'all get down like that. She's Armenia. Man, that's close enough. <laughs> it is. For black people, at least, yeah. it's like, it if might I, as well be the same thing. If her name don't end in Isha, right. she's white. Okay. I got it. So how's life these days? It's still a 15-round fight. Yeah? You're still yeah. in there? I'm still in there. As long as I answer the bell, uh, I don't give a fuck. Right. You know, sometimes you got to cover up and take the rib shots. And this is where all the 5150 comments come in. You got fifty one fifty. That situation with Corey Holcomb and at the radio station. Wait, what happened? How the uh, fuck did I miss it, this? It, it's uh, some dude. I, I was fucking drunk off Tangeray, I think. So you're really out here still having fun? Yes, absolutely. Getting drunk randomly uh, no, in the no, middle no, of the no, day. No, I'm, I'm trying to clean up a lot. Okay, uh, but I I was on one that night because I I thought I was amongst uh, cool people, you know, and I I didn't know to do it when it popped off, but. You know, I figure if you know you're around a bunch of comedians, breaking balls is what we do. Uh-huh. So why would you let anything bother you? But, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really good at breaking balls. Uh, so I guess I touched a nerve, and he decided to swing on me. Uh-huh. You know, and I had my Floyd Mayweather defense popping off. Most of his punches, pretty much all of them missed. But, you know, that's something that people still bring up to this day. Okay. What year are we talking about that? I don't know, four or five years ago. Okay. Yeah. And this is still... A, uh, this has still had a very big impact on your life. No, I mean it, it's 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 all the uh, Corey Holcomb uh, dick suckers and his legion of uh, double fisters uh, that that love to say this shit. Uh huh. You know, and they're having a big impact on your life, or are you no, just sort no, of reveling? No, no, in no. It's all at this point. It's <laughs> tongue in cheek to me. Okay. Yeah, for sure. So you're in good health. Yeah, I'm. I'm working on it. You're working on it. Yeah. I feel like a lot of comics are working on it. 
we are, but I, you know, I come from bad stock. You know, my mother's from Mississippi, my father's from Tennessee, so I grew up with salt and grease relevant mm. in our residence. You know, so have you had to clean the diet up a bit, or are you still on it? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm on it, and then I'm trying to work out more. Mm. I don't know why I wore this hot ass sweatshirt. I didn't want to wear the t-shirt that I was gonna wear because I know I wore that t-shirt on the last time I was here. So I wanted to kind of come up with a different look. It was the same t-shirt. Yes, I, I got like 50 of them. I feel like the last time we did an interview was like three years ago. Yeah, but I got like 50 of these motherfuckers. It's just the same shirt it's over and over? the same fucking shirt. That would actually be fucking badass if you had the same shirt on yes. multiple interviews in a row, but I like do. many years apart. Yes. Uh, dude, I'm 48 and really don't care too much about what people think. So when people go, man, that motherfucker look like he don't bathe because he got on the same shirt. Uh. It's like, I smell wonderful, nigga. You, but, you know, I, I, I like being comfortable. Well, imagine me and me where I really like, don't bathe as often as I probably should. Is that should. the truth, what you're telling me right now? Yeah, you know, like, I'll gladly go, like, Saturday and Sunday without taking a shower. Well, historically, white people, y'all was always a little uh, not great with hygiene. The Moors taught y'all how to bathe and taught y'all about cleanliness. Who told you that? That's historical. Look it up. I don't know The how. Moors in Africa showed y'all soap. You think if I search, did the Moors teach the white people to bathe? Yes, cleanliness. I'm sure people figured out how to bathe all over the world in all no, different ways. No, 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 no. And there's and, just and, one and, timeline. And, 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 <laughs> I, I, I did some research in the colonial days. Uh, uh, white folks stunk, man. Mm. Rotted teeth, you know, shitting in holes in the ground. You ever feel like you might be a little racist? Not at all, because history <laughs> tells the truth. <laughs> Do you think it's? Do you ever worry? I know worry, that's hard to hear. Let's stir the pot. Let's stir yeah. the pot. Do you ever feel like it might be a little bit too normalized for people to shit on white people in public realms, social media, podcasts, etc.? No, because we, no, we got a lot of catching up to do. Mm. So you, you feel like you're still kind of on a we, vengeance campaign? We, we haven't received reparations. We never got our 40 acres in a mule. Are you optimistic about that? No, because this is America. Mm. We have to win in other ways. You know? Like, just kind of telling white people to fuck off. That or, or, or fucking white women. Or fighting on a boat. <laughs> like, fighting over a boat. How did he, I'm not even that familiar with that story. You haven't seen it? I, I'm hearing of it, but I'm not too familiar with it. Oh, should we Bunch play? Bunch of black people beat up some white people? Should we play the whole thing in its entirety and let him witness it? Give me the cliff notes. Niggas was up to no good. It's kind of like so good that you, you, you really want to see it. All right. We can blur it for the people at home, but it's like. It's like the closest thing to like a real wrestling match that you're ever going to see. Uh, like some WWF shit. Yeah. Chaos and anarchy. River fight. You should have just typed in niggas in water. <laughs> and it came up. There's one video and one video only. See, am I? I need to actually find like. Yeah, I trust TMZ. TMZ will have the full thing, right? Now let's give it a shot. I saw that part. This part at the beginning. So, so, far, so basically, one on one. This, is, this is a black security guard, and he was unhitching a boat that had been illegally like hitched to that boat. Like They weren't supposed so to be far, he's in. He's in the right. And then for some reason, these dudes decided to go all out, jumping the fuck out of here. Oh, I can already tell this was justified. A bunch of hyenas on one lion, and then the pride shows up. <laughs> Oh, I love it. 
And that shows we're not scared and, and of water. This, this is a much talked about moment is this this young black kid. Seven, yeah, because the stereotype is we can't swim. He swims up and immediately gets into the melee. I'm my Denzel training day voice, my nigga. <laughs> They're already talking about giving him a scholarship to college and shit because of this. DMX's song should be playing in the background here. Oh, no, that's a what riders go. Stop, drop, shut him down, open up, chop. We got action, I love it. We got action. I love it. Wait, but we, we should, uh, because there, there's a part two that's just as good right here. Look at the way they're running yeah. up. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I wish yeah. black people as a whole was more unified Woo. like this. Beating this motherfucker up. Off, pull him off his boat at some point here. All right, I think he, he tries to run. They scared. Look at him. They scared. Mm. It's crazy how this thing has really captivated oh, the nation. Yeah. You keep noticing new things every time you see it, you know? Yo, look at this one dude getting his ass kicked now. Oh, now the cops show up, but there's two black yeah. cops. And the cops are kind of like just chilling and, and letting things proceed up until, I'm not sure if this video has it, but there's like a, a somebody gets hit in the head with a chair. That's when the cops really decided they have to do something. All right. They knew they was wrong. What do you think? They jump in wilder. I love niggas that can't read. <laughs> They're the best fighters. <laughs> if I'm going to get some backup, give me some niggas that cannot read. When you watch that, how do you view it? It was an epic racial Listen, I, struggle. Again, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't know what it was. Uh, all I saw was the one-on-one -on -one action in the beginning, mm. but I didn't really know the depths of what it was. But now that I've seen it and now that I've got some context on it, the black guy was in the right doing his job. Right. The white guys decided to act funny mm. and didn't know that that motherfucker had a pride with him. And I love it because it, it wasn't like it was his cousins or his kinfolk. It was just black folks that saw a black man getting beat and decided to help. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. A I lot of it. people seem to have really found this to be like the most motivational thing possible. I'm telling you, I wish black people could stick together like that in all aspects of life. Mm. No, yeah. It's definitely, uh, definitely impressive. Yeah. Um, okay, so you, uh, your, I don't know if we should say arch nemesis, Lizzo. <laughs> She's found herself in a little bit of hot water. I was grinning like, uh, what's the cat from uh, Alice in Wonderland? Mm, the Cheshire cat. I was from temple to temple, baby. <laughs> like Magic Johnson just closed a business deal. Yeah.
So basically, all fucking teeth, baby. Your static with her comes from the fact that first of all, I never had any static with her. Okay, but so I you... was being a comic, doing mm. what comedians do in an interview. Can you imagine that? That we live in an age now where if you interview a comic and he does what comics do, it's all of a sudden fodder for disgrace or cancellation. Yeah. Like I was doing what comics do, man. Like stand-up will be quoted and used against you as if it was you speaking in the most serious terms possible. I was being funny. Whether or not you thought it was funny, that's subjective. Right. But what what was it? An interview you were doing where yeah, somebody for, asked for you about dialogue Lizzo? Or, yeah, they and, asked me. And all you did was you said that, you know, you support her, you like her, she's great. I recognize the talent. But that you also thought that she was playing with fire by sort of promoting a way of life that is clearly pretty dangerous. Yes, yes, queen. Like the black girl. And listen, I get the black female mantra. Mm. Yes, queen, yes, slay girl, slay your confidence. I get it because this country has always gone out of its way to make black women, from a beauty standpoint, feel less than. Mm. You know, they ridicule black women for their facial and physical features, which are the same facial and physical features that are not a lot, a lot of non-black women are purchasing today. Mm. Black women have always been the, epi- the epitome of 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 uh, you know slander and and ridicule uh, when when in actuality physically black women are some of the most copied women and most sexy baddest bitches on the planet. I agree. So, I, but my point is, you know, while 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 we while we respect and want to and, and they want to uh, celebrate Lizzo's confidence, which is admirable and commendable, the silence in regards to the truth can be fucking dangerous. Mm. I have type two diabetes, high blood pressure. High cholesterol, take metformin, and trying to clean my shit up. So, yeah, if it's the pot calling the kettle black, so be it. But, again, I'm not a politician, and I'm not a scholar. I'm a fucking comedian. So when you ask me a question, if you throw me the alley-oop, I'm going to shack that shit. Right. But but have you actually experienced any kind of hardships in your career as a result of those comments, or was that just the sort of standard people talk shit about you for a day or two on Twitter and then everybody forgets about it type of thing? Again, we live in an age where, you know, you're not allowed to be opinionated. Mm. And again, even if you do it through what you feel is supposed to be humor, that's the subjective part. Some may find it funny, some may not. But, you know, when I said what I said, it was like Mel Gibson and Braveheart. Are you ready for a war? <laughs> now here come all the, the big bitches and all the other women coming over the hill right. in, in force. So then... She recently was on the receiving end of this lawsuit from some of her ex-dancers. Said something about she wanted some of her dancers to eat a banana out of a vagina. In the strip club. And this is the person telling you to fuck yourself. For body shaming. <laughs> Ain't life a motherfucker. Uh, do, you, do you tend to just... Have you actually looked into it in any depth, or have you just like kind of heard about it? Hey, man, I heard about it, uh, but that was enough for me. You don't want to revel in her... Listen, too I, much? Put, I put out a post where it was a split screen. On one side was her picture and the accusation, and on the other side was just me simply looking in the camera, slowly smoking a cigar <laughs> and smiling. I have to say a motherfucking thing. The moment spoke for itself. Right. But do you... Okay. And listen, let's be clear here. Women fat shame men all the time. Mm. Countless times the joke's about... Biggie and Rick Ross and DJ Khaled. But why is it that women somehow seem to be off limits but scream equality? Mm. If you want equality, you know what I mean? Like Denzel said, you pray for the for the rain, you go, you got to deal with the mud too. I mean, yeah, the way it should be is that you should be able to be on the receiving end of jokes, but then also your, 
you know, personhood should not be questioned just by virtue of you being overweight. Like you're, you're Educate still a good, me when you say per, oh per, okay. <laughs> like you, you, who you are as a human being, it shouldn't just be like considered automatic that you're a bad or or less than person as not a result of you being not overweight. But the it also be what they're gonna be. Yeah, and it, but it also has to be acknowledged that if I weighed fifty pounds more, my life would be significantly worse in a whole variety of ways. Not the least of which would be me being unattractive or less attractive. But I mean, if I lose another thirty pounds, like I, I've done it, I've lost large amounts of weight, and it has got to be one of the best things that I could possibly do for my own personal happiness and comfort and you know just everything if, if i lose 20 pounds like everything exercise wise or just life wise right. feels better my back pain right. gets worse as i gain weight and stuff and in the search of making everybody feel good we've kind of landed on this weird new world where you have to almost act like everything is equal and, it, and it's not yeah and, and and that's why you know we need to knock this horse shit off you know i, I recently uh I forget who the basketball player was. It might have been Brittany Griner, who was talking about uh, how come the women in the WNBA don't get paid as much as the men, mm. and they want to label it sexism and uh, inequality. And it's like that. It's got nothing to do with sexism or inequality. Your product stinks. And nobody wants you got, to watch you, it. You've got inferior cocaine. Yeah. You know the NBA is a hundred percent on Bolivian cut yayo, right. and their shit has got baking powder. It's been stepped on. It's like physically, they just can't do what the men do, and it's and and at the bottom line is it's a business. And if you could put the asses in the seats, sell the merchandise, uh, uh, validate the, the the money made in the TV contracts, you know, you'd get that same money. Right. But the product is not as fun. And I always say, look, man, who's the woman that passes like Magic Johnson? Who's the chick in the WNBA that shoots like Steph Curry, right. flies through the air like Jordan, crosses and breaks ankles? Like Allen Iverson dominates the paint like Shaq. Who, who's the women that do that? It's easy to see why we get offended by it because if you can't fill up rooms as a comic, then yeah. you're not going to make too much money. And if you if you can fill up five thousand, ten thousand person venues, you're going to make a shitload of money. If I can't get any views on my podcast, I'm not going to make any month money this month on YouTube. I'm not going to get any sponsors, etc. We're used to having to be judged by the actual outcome or, or the output. That we bring into the world whereas when you hear a lot of these female athletes talk about how much they should be getting paid it seems right. like they just have no connection to the actual dollars that are being brought in which we understand to be the defining factor of how much you are going to get paid they're a losing business financially yeah and and even when 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 i remember i saw Shaq on drink champs and he said i i know how to solve the problem just lower the rim just a little bit <laughs> and they get offended by that the idea of lowering the rim as though they're 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 uh, somewhat inferior. And and listen, this and you just said it a second ago. This thing where we want to play this, we're all equal, but in reality, we know we're not. It's like, look, men and women biologically, we're built different. Mm. There are certain things that women just will not be as good as good at as men, and vice versa. And that's okay. That's okay. Why do we have to force this shit? You know what's something that women do to bother this shit out of me? When I go meet, like I'll go to do press for whatever uh, city I'm in for the show. So I'll go into the news, local news station. And, you know, whoever this broad is, it's got a top tier position. When she goes to shake my hand, she's purposely trying to crush every bone in my hand to prove to me I have a firm handshake just like a man. Therefore, I'm to be respected as such. Hmm. Say, bitch, you ain't got to try to break my hand to get me to respect you. 
Act accordingly. Mm. Show me you're intelligent. You know, just do your job. But for you trying to show me through strength, knowing that if I wanted to, I could suplex the shit out of you mm. from the handshake position. So knock it off. But, you know, I, I just, I don't think that there's anything wrong in being honest about who we are and how we are made. Mm. It's, by, it's, it's, it's nature's design. At some point, I'm going to have to tell my daughter that she's just not going to be as good at basketball as the boys. And that's not that to are say the she same can't age play like, basketball. Right. It's just the reality. Right? Yeah, that's just the reality, man. And you have to be able to explain that to somebody, like, you know, without having it be considered hateful or mean. We can't make cookies as good as women. Mm. The hospitality industry, nursing, it's, it's, dominated by women. I know the cooking field is dominated by men, even though the stereotype is that women. You know, they're in the kitchen. They belong mm. in the kitchen. But the biggest, the, the most popular and the most successful chefs are men. Mm. I play poker, which is, a you know, it's not a physical game, but right. it's a game that's like it clearly rewards people who are willing to, like, really put in the work of, like, you know, studying and understanding the math and a lot of these situations and stuff. And as a result, poker's like 95% men. And, you know, it. it it's slim pickings when it comes to women that can be considered really like elite. Well, I, I because women don't, I don't think gravitate towards that sort of like obsessive approach towards this sort of like nerdy pastime. You know, well, I I, I would attribute that more to just a lack of interest rather than a lack of intellect. Right. Because a, a woman, certainly from an intellectual standpoint, has the capability to crunch numbers and do those things. It just seems like that they don't be, really want to. See, but on that average, right, you but know, that falls more about. Mm. into interest or lack thereof right. rather than intellect. Yeah. Whereas with sports, we're just bigger, stronger, faster. Right. That's how we're built. Mm. That's just biologically what it is. I saw Lance Armstrong came out in support of keeping trans women out of women's sporting here, events. Here, here. I completely agree. When I read the quote tweets on his tweet about it, you would have thought that he was a fucking Klansman and that he was, you know, had just written a short paragraph about the inferiority of all other races. Like this, like his, it, to me, it was such a banal statement, such a basic acknowledgement of how the average American feels about trans women and women's sports. And people were treating him like he was Adolf fucking Hitler. Listen, it was mind blowing to me. I am not a Trump fan at all. Same. But when he said what he said, about one of his promises was to keep trans men out of women's sports. Mm. I fucking said, all right, <laughs> I, I like this motherfucker for that. <laughs> um, listen, man, people, love is love. People should have the right to be who they want to be and be comfortable in whatever skin or facet they want to be in. Uh, but I think that there are certain things like that that is absurd. Mm. You know, you're going to break records and... You know, because you you decided you want to be in another skin or another, you want to approach, you know, you want to uh, be whoever you want to be in a different way, that's fine. But to somehow, I don't know, uh, discredit women and, and to do that, I just think it's fucking crazy. Is there any small part of you that wants to have sex with a trans woman? No. Uh, and I'll say it 50 more times. Uh, <laughs> you get asked this clear. a lot? <laughs> no. I thought I, I was going to be the I first would, one asking you I wouldn't want to do that no more than I would want another dude to fuck my woman. Mm. Well, luckily that's not an option. Never. You have a woman? Yes. Of how many years? Uh, 12, maybe 12. 12 years. Yeah. How's that going? It's going. 
It's going. It's going. It's a rocky boat. At times, but what relationship is it? Well, you know, you know, I don't think there's a such thing as perfection. I let as this far big as ass goes. I let this big ass dude fuck my wife because you white dude. Y'all got, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, dude. Y'all got a funny. <laughs> y'all got a funny gene, man. Like y'all, y'all. Like I like I, I like this show, uh, ridiculousness on MTV. <laughs> I love that you just told me that you're like like the most normie fucking show that it's like the only show on MTV. But my point is. <laughs> You gonna see ninety nine point nine percent of the shit you see on there is shit white boys do. Right. Black people don't do some of the shit y'all do. They 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 had one episode where I, they showed four different clips of dudes just taking a shit in public. <laughs> like one dude was in his driveway, he scored a layup, and his reward was to go in the camera, pull his pants down, and shit on his driveway. Niggas don't do doo doo. Well, I used to live right near Skid Row. Yeah, I saw a lot of black homeless men shitting outdoors. Homeless, they were homeless. Homeless, that's mostly. different. Yeah, if right. no black man shits on the sidewalk if he has a choice. <laughs> why? Why do you like you? You're, you have to go all the way back to like the jackass era in order to find white people who are really doing this with any sort of regularity. Still do this today, we do. Yes, y'all are wild. Y'all are <laughs> wild, man. That's because y'all y'all never had boundaries mm. from slavery to black parenting. Black people are used to being told no. You can't. We stay within boundaries. White people, y'all don't, y'all don't get told no. The idea of being told no to y'all is insane. Oh, I've been y'all told do no. what? Nah, come on. <laughs> y'all do whatever the fuck y'all want to do. And the idea of being told no offends you. Within reason. Most of the people upset about having to wear masks weren't black. Black people were not wearing masks. Black people were not fucking with that come shit. Come on, man. When it, when, it, when it was, we're not talking about the, the fucking vaccine. That's different. We're talking about when it was mandatory. You couldn't fly. You couldn't go into public places. It was mandatory. It was law. When the when shit was locked down, all the black people that I knew were still going to these fucking underground nightclubs and shit. Not all of them, but the only people I knew who were going to these underground what, what nightclubs word, and shit what, were what, black what, people. What word is associated with underground? Illegal. Illegal. Niggas well, because do, you couldn't throw a real We club do night illegal shit like y'all do wild <laughs> shit. I'm to, to what you, do you attribute this? Let me, let me this? tell you something. Let me tell you something. Have I seen <laughs> black women do this? Yes. But for every one black woman that does it, 99%, percent of the time, it's white women. White women love to walk on the concrete with their bare feet and get the bottoms of their feet dirty mm. after the clubs. I've seen black women do it. But listen, white tigers exist. Right. So there's exceptions to the rule, but that's not the rule. Do you think that that's inappropriate for women to do that? That's one of my pet peeves. I don't give a mm. fuck how fine you are. You could be Rihanna, Beyonce. You're not climbing into my Cadillac truck that's always clean and fresh with the bottoms of your feet dirty. Can I tell you something? Every girl in porn at some point learns the important lesson, which is that you better clean your fucking feet. Because at some point, every hot girl is going to take a photo without realizing their feet are dirty from walking around the house barefoot. And they're going to get called out for it by the people. But 25 different semens on her face is great. No, that's cool, yeah. <laughs> you know, I wanted to tell you this. I did my first orgy the other day. Did you really? Yeah. You and how many girls? It was me, three other dudes, and then I think like six girls. Something else I couldn't do. You couldn't do that. Listen, I don't do buddy cop movies. You my, want to see a screenshot from it? What do you think of that? Oh, that's just uh <laughs> Jesus. A lot of people think it's kind of gay that I'm like making eye contact with the one black it dude. It absolutely is. What do you think of that? Dude, I don't do buddy cop movies. My dick is the only star in the movie. You couldn't one, do that. One cop, that's it. There were some weird things about it. 
when I actually was doing yeah, it. Yeah, I just, you know, I, I, I don't want to be in a room with other meat. It's kind of weird when you, like, sit your ass down on the couch to fuck, and then there's a bit of sweat and, like, fluid that's kind of already on the couch. Oof. Kind of takes away from the whole... Yeah, I'm real. Whatever I'm trying I, I, to achieve. I'm, I'm, I'm real personal and private mm. with intimacy. Really? Yeah. So you're not one of these comics getting road ass. Road ass? Yeah. Like like groupies and shit. Yeah, yeah. Once upon a time. Doesn't appeal to you anymore? Or are you just I'm you're, old, you're, I'm, I'm you're locked now. down I'm, in a relationship? I'm older now, man. That too, but I'm older now. I, 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 you know, sometimes a thrill for me is knowing that when the show is over, I know the late night spot to go and get a cheeseburger. Ooh. Rather than you know. But see, some ass. But think about that. Think about how much you've lost. You can't go fuck groupies anymore, and you can't eat a cheeseburger. Well, I can do whatever I want. Right, but you're gonna suffer. Uh, well, and uh, your you doctor's gonna be upset. Moderation. Yeah, but late night cheeseburgers probably not what they're gonna suggest. Forty eight. Forty eight. A looming fifty. Looming. How you feeling about that? As long as I, you know. Got things around me that still allow me freedom to do what I want. Mm. Uh, I'm cool with it, you know. I haven't worked a regular nine to five, dude, since I was 13. Mm. You know, my last job was stocking shelves at Pathmark right. in New Jersey. So from the age of 14 till today, all, all, I, I've done one thing: that's stand up right. and entertainment. You know, I haven't had a boss that I've had to answer to or clock to punch. Since I was thirteen, mm. you know, so as long as I can continue to enjoy my f my freedom and my space mm -hmm. on my terms, I'm good. It's weird because when you think about like your early twenties and shit, your career feels like this intense battle that you're waging. Mm -hmm. And if you manage to like gain some level of success into your forties and stuff, it feel it starts to feel more like, no, oh, I just got a job. I'm just I'm just grinding it out. Yeah. You know, and it's like if you own your own thing, like like you or I, it feels a little bit more intense because you feel the uh, the ups and downs a bit more financially. Yeah, but you know, at this point, I don't think I feel that different about what I'm doing content wise or career wise. Then I'm just sort of you know I'm just doing it just every week. I'm just making hey, content, enjoying myself. If, you if, know, if you're your own boss and you don't have to be told when you can go on lunch break and what time you got to be back, mm. you're winning. But it's so easy to lose perspective of that, you know? Take it for granted once you've been doing that for 10, 20 years, you know? If you need a reminder, go fill out an application. <laughs> <laughs> you ever thought, has there ever been a point in your career where you were ever in a bad spot financially and felt like there might be a construction job ahead? No, but I have felt like I've wanted to quit mm. and get a regular job just because this business, what it does to your spirit and your soul and your mind uh, trying to navigate through this bullshit. Uh, but then I got, I, I'm quickly reminded of how much money I make in a week mm. versus what someone makes in a year. Right. And I snap out of that shit. Mm. For That's you why it's like, as much as I could complain, and I could complain, we all could complain, and I do complain uh, sometimes. But then I, you know, I have a weekend like I had in Houston, and I go, Jesus fucking Christ. What, what happened in Houston? Just saying, like, I tell jokes. Five figures, mm. a high-end five figures for one weekend. Damn. And I go, what job is going to be better than this? What regular job is going to be better than this? Mm. You know, Chris Rock had a great quote. He said, the worst job 
and show business is better than the best job out of it. Mm. You know what I mean? So that's why in perspective, you go, dude, whether it's a voiceover cartoon or stand up on the road or a, a, a movie spot or a TV spot, the, the amount of money that you make and the effort that it takes to make it and the little time that it takes to get it is it's insane. It's like, it's like being in the drug, drug game without the downfall of prison or death. Mm. But do you feel like your fan base is bigger now than it was 10 or 20 years I mean, ago? It's or? constantly growing. It still feels like yeah, it's growing. Yeah, because I think that there's a, a, and this is not me trying to pat myself on the back, but this is the reality of, again, the climate that we're in. There's a real thirst and a hunger for, for, for pure, for honest. Uh, and like I say, my comedy cocaine is uncut. Mm. It's not stepped on, it's strong. And because of all this political correctness and wokeness and people being overly sensitive and cancel culture, people want that. They want that real yayo, man. Mm. And I bring that real yayo. Is there ever a time or when you look at the up and coming comedians and feel like, ah, oh, fuck? They're doing something that I can't do. They're they're, oh, yeah, they're doing shit yeah. in a way that I admire and respect. Absolutely. But it's it's like this this will one day make me a dinosaur because I'm not going to be able to be in this exact lane or pocket. You no, ever... not 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 a dinosaur because that's the beauty of comedy too. It, it's you don't have to be in every lane to make your mark. Mm -hmm. You know there are certain guys that do one thing and do it well. I know Carrot Top might get a lot of shit, but. He what does he numbers. does is well, he does well. Mm. He has a residency at, in Vegas right. and has had had one for some time. That motherfucker's rich. Mm. Jeff Dunham, he fucks with puppets. That's and, and if you let comedians tell it, not the most respectable thing, but it's still comedy. Mm. That motherfucker does, is is loaded. So, you know, there are guys who yeah, uh, in terms of what kind of comic you are, are you a puppet guy, are you a props guy? Are you uh, blue? Are you political? Are you, uh, you know, uh, whatever whatever those lanes are, there are some guys that only do one thing well, and there are some guys that do it all well. Mm. You know, I don't do puppets, and I don't do props, but as far as everything else, uh, with the exception of political humor, I'm pretty, I, I, I pretty much can do all that shit. You know, that's why I say, you know, listen, I put it in football terms. You don't you you could be an award winning Hall of Fame quarterback, championship quarterback, and just stay in the pocket, mm -hmm. a la Tom Brady, uh, and that's great. And and I'm saying that to say there are guys who based with, who, with nothing but material, their their playbook, shit they wrote and thought up, can be great fucking and are, and are considered great fucking respectable iconic comedians. But if you can Michael Vickett and do crowd work say fuck the material and go off the dome mm. and have great material. You can play in the pocket and scramble. You're a bad motherfucker. Cause a lot of a lot of a lot of a lot of uh material based comedians can't do that. They're great with the material, but if they had to do crowd work and say fuck the material, they're deer in headlights. Is there anything about the social media ification of comedy that makes you sick? Or that you don't care for? Uh, the fact that everybody uh, everybody, everybody can get in the Studio 54 now. You know, before social media, uh, everybody could get in the Studio 54. 
you know, you had to have real talent, you know, and, 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 and listen, even some of the guys on social media who may make some noise, a little bit of noise, it's like, okay, but the, the real thing is how long can you sustain the noise, mm. longevity? And in order to be able to do that, you have to have substance. Whereas, like, you know, now you come up with a, a viral video and it's almost like you're an instant fucking star and you're making all this money, but you don't really have substance. You just captured lightning in a bottle for a moment. And now the business has become oversaturated because of that. Mm. So it makes it harder to shine in a sense. Uh, but the guys who got the, the goods, the substance, they're going to always come through. It's like a rose in the concrete. You're going to always be able to come out. Do you actually enjoy watching comedy on Instagram reels or TikTok or whatever? Listen, man, some of that shit is funny. As I'm scrolling and getting caught up in the vortex, mm. I'm, some of that shit, I go, man, that's some funny shit. But, do you but there find are it more unfunny motherfuckers than there are funny people. Mm. Do you find it more, like, how would you describe your enjoyment level of watching a com some comedians at a, at a club versus flipping through TikTok, which I would assume your TikTok algorithm probably feeds you a lot of comedy. Mine, mine personally yeah. doesn't really. Um, you know, I, the comedy club is, 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 to me, is the purest form. Mm. Uh, that you can uh, enjoy that, uh, and, and listen, comedically, I, I don't, I don't like a lot of dudes. You know, I think Bill Burr is a fucking beast. Mm. Uh, Dave Chappelle is certainly the goat, uh, the Richard Pryor of our generation. Uh, before his passing, I think Patrice O'Neill was one of the deadliest motherfuckers to touch a mic. Mm -hmm. um, so guys like that, yeah, I could sit and watch all day. The shit on Instagram. You know, like I said, you know, you 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 come across some funny some funny shit, but most of it is bullshit. Most of it is is people trying so hard to say something, you know, and it's like uh, I don't know. I, I think it's it's dangerous when everybody can get the keys to the to the gun cabinet and a and a, and a bottle of Jack Daniels to go with it. Mm. I mean, it's it's there's like an exact parallel to the whole rap world where it's like rap like rap music just used to feel so special because even if you were really tapped into it mm -hmm. there wasn't that much of it to get your hands on there's just like only so many albums that were really like worth listening to or whatever and you had to go out of your way and spend money to get it and stuff like that versus now where it's just like there's just so much shit that it seems very hard for the fans to get excited about almost anything you know i, I was uh i think was i was i in houston or wherever i was I just happened to catch this show on Netflix called Rhythm and Flow. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you're familiar with the, that. The game show or the, it, it, uh, it's the con contestant. American Idol type yeah, thing. They're yeah, they're trying to find the next Chance hottest the rapper. rapper and shit. Yeah, and the three celebrity judges are Chance the Rapper, Cardi B, and uh, T.I. And they started out in L.A., but they had Snoop represent the West Coast. Right. And then they go to each judge's uh, respective regions and they have other rappers from those regions as to replace the other two judges. Mm -hmm. So like in New York, it was Cardi B, Fat Joe, and Jadakiss. And in uh, Atlanta, it was Quavo and Big Boy. Right. And I said the most disappointing thing to me about this, and this is why I think rap sucks now. Everybody had the same fucking flow, cadence, rhythm, and beat. The ba 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 da ba da ba ba da ba even New York did that. And that's where my, my heart sank. Because I went New York. 
Like Jay-Z said, New York, home of the spitters. <laughs> we home of the spitters. Rakim, fucking, you know, Nas, Biggie, Big L, Big Pun, Jadakiss. That's what we do. Really? Lyrics. And to have New Yorkers. I'm like, what the fuck are we doing? And and when you and, and when you look at how special rap was in the nineties, which is considered the golden years, early two thousands, go to those same regions. West Coast, Snoop, Ice Cube, NWA, Too Short, E40, none of them rapped alike. Mm. They had their own style and flavor. East Coast, the niggas I just named, own style and flavor. Wu Tang, EPMD, they didn't sound alike. Fucking even the South, Young Jeezy, Lil Wayne, Juvenile, Cash Money, the Ghetto Boys, they had their own style. Now everybody's bu- 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 and I'm just like, it's it's such garbage now. I can show you some regional styles. There's a few out there's there. Very like Jay specific Cole, flows in Lamar, a lot of different Dave parts East. of the country. Yeah, there's but but that, again, back in the '90s, you know, exceptions to the rule, but you know that wasn't the rule. The mm. exceptions were never the rule. Can I play you something? I want to get your opinion. You, you, have you watched a lot of drill music? I can't stand it. <laughs> I can't stand it. I want to show you this one kid because this to me is like the most extreme drill that I could imagine. This is like getting shot in the face with a machine gun. Will I be able to hear it? Yeah, you're going to hear it through the headphones. Right, okay. For the record, this is Use G's Dead Lokes. You ain't got to play no more. <laughs> what do you think? That feels like a booger I can't reach. <laughs> The level of irritation. What is it about it? It's repetitive. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm saying with rhythm and flow. Everybody sounds like that. <laughs> Are you fucking serious? When you look at the Midwest, Royster 5-9, Common, Chance, uh, Kanye, none of them sound alike. But Chicago they, they, is who like originated this sound, even though they have a that, totally different take on it. That's fine. But what do you say? First of all, I couldn't even understand him. That's probably the most problematic about it is that that whole beginning part was him basically talking about all the dead gang enemies that he's smoking on. He sounded like he swallowed the blunt he was smoking. Yeah. He's, he's got a voice. It scorched it his reminds lungs. me of like Cannibal Corpse. You remember like death metal and shit? No. no? Oh, is no. that that? Yeah. Kind of reminds me of that. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. I. Nas had a song called Rewind. Right. I don't know if you're familiar. I am familiar. He rapped backwards. <laughs> and old, it made old head hip hop dudes well, always bring up that but, song but listen, for the record. No, no, no. But here's, here's why you got to respect it. And you're right. But here's why you have to respect it. Okay. You know how hard it is to rap forward? He rapped backward. And it right. all made sense. It all flowed. The story tracked. Come on, man. Mm. That's remarkable. No, that was cool. one of my favorite songs by Biggie, Niggas Bleed. When you listen to him tell this story, he paints such a vivid picture. Then you hear the melody as the as the song plays. It felt like you were watching a scene out of a Scorsese movie. Mm. That's I, I'm that's artistry. Auto tune, auto tune, auto tune, auto tune. There's no artistry in that. None. Yeah, I mean they keep it to some pretty strict parameters oh. for a lot of these rappers these days. Oh. Garbage. <laughs> so is there anything new that you like? Dude, listen, I'm 48, so I don't really delve into hip-hop like I used to because I think that's a young person's game. Mm. So if I listen to anything, I'm keeping it my era. 
Right. But like I said, as far as the, the this this new era, J. Cole, Kendrick Lamar, Dave East. You know Benny the Butcher? No, but I've heard people talk about him. Oh, you'd love Lucas Joyner. Joyner yeah, Lucas, you motherfucker. Oh, see, that's how, exactly. <laughs> I'm out of touch. My jersey's in the rafters. I almost let it go, too. I almost forgot. I almost didn't notice. That's what I'm saying, man. So, yeah, there's a few that, that you know, I hear. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, man, I, again, I come from that era where we was beasts, you know? So, I, you know, how do you go from lobster to fish sticks? Mm. I mean? Uh, all right. I feel you. I, I personally like it, but I do. You know what I like it about a, you? It has some limitations. You know what I like about you? And I, I finally said so I let this. a guy fuck my wife. No, I'd like that. I'd like it if you let me fuck your wife. I'd like that about you. Um, you know, I do Vlad a lot, and and I got number love for Vlad, and I even called him out on this. And Much love people for Vlad. Love the fact that I called him out on that, but you don't talk over your guests, and you let your guests, like a good host, you know, put their feet up on your coffee table. Well, especially when I'm dealing with someone like you, who's liable to jump into a bit at any given moment. And uh, it's, sometimes it's, I realize, like, oh, he's said this before. He's got uh, a little bit of material saved up here. I wouldn't necessarily call it a bit. It's just, you know, certain things when situations present themselves. Right. If you act accordingly, it lends to what we're doing. But I also I feel like interrupting too much is like the main thing holding back the average person from being like truly good at podcasting. Like like you have to be willing to let the other people get their ideas out and really take turns communicating rather well, than kind of talking over each other. I wanted to ask you because people say that, and I guess you know they associate this with narcissism, but. Like, Vlad likes to hear himself talk. That's why he <laughs> cuts everybody off and he does most of the talking. What do they say about you, though? They say I hype up, like, uh, gang-type beef-type stuff too much. Oh. I'll, ask, I'll, I'll interview one guy, ask him about someone who has, he has beef with, and then interview the other guy a month later right. and ask him about the other person. And, right. You know, I, I get shit for that. I get a lot of shit. Rolling Stones decided to write hit pieces about me because I fucking uh, had the nerve to do like a debate between like a very, very liberal political streamer named Destiny and then a former white supremacist, Richard Spencer. Mm. I got annihilated. They wrote multiple hit pieces about me. I'm lucky I'm still here. But they they, they went so hard trying to destroy me on the basis of me doing this debate. But is that a, a, a classic case of no such thing as bad press? I think it could have easily been bad, but through really? sheer determination, I made it through the fire. I don't want to be tacky, but I, I wanted to take two opportunities to do this. So if I, if I may take one now Go crazy. and then one towards the end of the podcast, make sure y'all check out my podcast, Spears and Steinberg, available on all streaming platforms. Hit me up in Instagram under my DM, Aries Spears. Start from the beginning. I know there's a lot of episodes, but... You got to start from the beginning. It lends itself comedically to jokes, callbacks, characters, and also my YouTube channel, Spearsburg Pod. Hit subscribe. How Thank many, you. How many episodes in are you? Like 480-something. <laughs> start at the beginning. <laughs> t- no, but listen, we like potato- masturbation and potato chips. Once you start, you can't stop. Yeah. You can't just eat one chip. But any podcast I've ever started listening to, I pretty much start on the most recent episode. Listen, I know that sounds like a tall order, but when I've suggested that on my podcast mm. and people have done it, they go, we love that. Because I do I do characters, a, a lot of callbacks, a lot of jokes, where if you listen to it out of sequence, you certain things might not click mm. comedically. You won't know certain references. When I do certain characters, if you don't know the origin, you might feel lost. But if I feel like this. If it's good enough... How's that any different from when you buy whatever your season DVD favorite show is or stream it? I just gave away my age, DVD. Right. But stream it and you binge watch. 
my thing, I, I envy the fans so much because they have so much more time than me to just consume content, a lot of them, you know? Right. When you realize that, like, oh, somebody drives Postmates or they're a truck driver or whatever, and that's, like, when I, like, because a lot of people, I think, who listen to insane amounts of podcasts and mm -hmm. have, like, really deep, nuanced takes on Reddit or doing YouTube right. video essays or whatever, I think a lot of them have, like, jobs that sort of allow them to listen to a shitload of podcasts. And for me, it's, like, I have to be very choosy about, what I'm gonna actually take time to listen to because I just don't have as much time as but I wish I did. But you're a creator of content, so it's that hits a little different for you. Yeah, but I'm a fan too, and I really want to be able to put in hours of listening to people at least because the more I listen to somebody, the more I start to develop like a critique of them, or I, I feel like I can actually learn from them. A lot of times, I'll listen to a Joe Rogan interview with somebody, and for the first half hour, I'll think that the guest is great, and by the end of the three hours. I have a whole like essay written in my head about why I don't like this guy and well, why you know, well, how I think he could be better as a podcaster. Listen, who's to say that Joe's formula is wrong? He's a hundred million dollar guy, right? Because of it, but Joe, I, Joe, I, I have to respect. But three but. hours, though, I, I, you know, I, I, just, I just think there's a such thing as too much. Yeah, you know, and like that classic Hollywood saying, "Leave him wanting more." Mm. You know, why do you need three hours of something? And he'll do three hours a couple times a week. I feel like. Oof. I want to go. Well, maybe that's an hour and a half. mil. Or an hour to two hours. Right. As soon as I get to three hours. But I have interviewed people where it's like I needed to do three or four hours in order to cover right. all the shit that I wanted to cover. Especially right. when you're doing somebody's life the whole way through and there's like a bunch of different chapters and shit mm -hmm. and you're trying to tell the whole story. Right. But, man, what about like an eight hour podcast? Couple pee breaks. You know, maybe a lunch yeah, break. I, that, that would surely depend on the guest. Mm hmm. Uh, if they're that fascinating and interesting, right, uh, that they can consume you for eight hours, right. Uh, but goddamn, who's that brilliant? I don't know. Like, like I, even Dave Chappelle, who I think held the record, and prior to him, I think it was Dane Cook, mm -hmm. on the most hours put in on stage at a comedy club, right. And as much as I love me some Dave, and I think Dave is the goat, right. Eight hours, goddamn. No, yeah, that would be tough. That would be tough to make it through that. Um, have you ever listened to King Vaughn? No, I'm gonna play you, and we're gonna. We're, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get some opinions from you here, hopefully. Ah. What do you think? I, you know, I'll tip my hat to the storytelling. To the effort of, of, of it, storytelling. Right? Yeah, but dude, between the dudes named Lil and this shit, <laughs> I can't. This guy's like the most influential. Drill street rapper. Yeah, I you know listen, and this is why I guess we get called old heads and dinosaurs. Uh, you can't put I, him I, next I, to Jadakiss. Hell no! <laughs> get your fucking mind. I could easily have them both on the no! same playlist. Same playlist, man. Bar for bar. No. Oh, I wish we lived to see that. That would have been beautiful. That would have been a massacre. I would have loved it. Jadakiss is one of the. I would say top three mm. in lyrical ability. I'm not denying that. But I still think Vaughn could do his thing. I don't think that there's anybody other than maybe J. Cole and Dave East that you could put in a top 10 over 90s, 2000 rappers. I mean, it depends on what you're prioritizing. What about somebody like Logic? 
logic. He's an extremely technical rapper. I mean, like a little white kid. I, oh, actually, he's half black. I got to give it to him. He's, he's going to get mad at me if I don't say that. Uh, metaphors, uh, punchlines, <laughs> uh, lyrical ability, just storytelling. You know what I mean? I got to I, I don't know. I'm, I need to play you Kendrick Lamar and Fredo Santana. Listen, at I some respect. Point. I, listen, I, I respect Kendrick Lamar. But that song will show you how you can have a super technical rapper like Kendrick along with a drill rapper, Fredo Santana. Now, the, granted, this is like 10 years ago that the song came out. Rest in peace, Fredo. But it can be done. Can you reel off quickly your top 10 MCs? Nah. Why not? I just, I don't, I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? It's just. In terms of ability. It's just a weird. Biggie, Jay-Z, Nas, Jadakiss, Eminem, Rakim, KRS-One, Big Daddy Kane, Big L, and Big Pun. I guess I just. I don't really like to think about rap in that way. I could hear people, all oh, them all East Coast niggas. Well, yeah, you like what you like. No, I, I like who brings the pain. Lifetime top five? Lyrically. J, Nas, Cam, 50, Young Thug. Cameron? Cameron. Cameron. Right. Cameron, you know. You yeah. know. <laughs> Cameron. Cameron, Cameron. <laughs> don't Cameron. call him Cameron. <laughs> Sound like a white person from the suburbs. <laughs> exactly. When they say Tupac. Uh, okay. I guess Tupac is like, you know, kind of feel. Like, I feel like I, I, I want to put somebody more current. And so Young people, Thug people, to me is people like. People would get mad at me for not putting Tupac. But what I say about this, Pac to me was more about impact and energy. If I'm going top 10, I feel like I got I to gotta make room for Drake. Oh, oh. You, you, you! Right now, you got me feeling like a parent in court who just found out their child was a serial killer. I still love you, and you're my child. Drake has oh. had the most dominant run in hip hop oh. of all time, and it, it this, is still ongoing. It's easy to have a dominant run in today's era. It's not. It's but, but why does nobody else have one? Oh, Drake. <laughs> oh, that's like a sex with a blow up doll. Why? What, what's what's wrong with There's Drake? nothing better than a real woman. He, he is a real person. He's a human yeah, being. But he's uh, Canadian. What? That that listen that little bit. He doesn't seem like he's ever shot somebody. Is that kind of no? It ain't got nothing hurt to do with that. No, because because all these dudes today with the posing with the guns and shit. Oh, I think so that's these guys lame. have shot somebody. Oh yeah, I didn't. I forgot to tell you that about King Vaughn. Yeah. There's a documentary you should watch on YouTube. And now it feel like these dudes are hustling backwards. <laughs> He allegedly has like seven or eight confirmed bodies. The goal was to get out of the hood. Will you watch a three-hour documentary about him and the people that he allegedly killed and bragged about on social media? No, because that to me has more of a has vine legs. Yeah, it'll fuck your night up. Yeah, dude. You're probably going to enjoy The goal it. was to stay out of the cuffs, not get in them. And it's like today, these, these dudes aspire to go to jail, mm. aspire to stay in the hood. But they're definitely not doing a lot to avoid it. And where's the intelligence in that? No, yeah, nobody's trying to make that argument. For, for, for as incredibly talented as my era was, they were also intelligent. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. No, I feel you. It's like now you have to act ignorant as fuck until you get on, and right. then you can try to clean it up and start to have a decent image or right. care about your freedom and stuff. But it's yeah. like before you make it, you have to be this caricature of, of a rapper. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of truth to that. Um, okay. You know, 
there's one question that I noticed that Vlad avoids asking you, but you didn't tell me not to ask it, so don't I technically ask could ask don't, it. Don't ask it, because I already know what you're going to ask. Yeah, you already know. Yeah, don't ask it. But look, I haven't even said it, so we can talk about it without saying it. No, we can't, because... Uh, you're forbidden. Yes. Your, your counsel has told you not to talk Absolutely. about it. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Are things good? Are things bad? Is this a source of stress in your life? Uh, you know, uh, you can get through the storm. You'll be all right. Right. They say whatever don't kill you makes you stronger. But you have been mischaracterized. I feel like my my whole career I've been mischaracterized. Mm. Not because of an incident. Right. You know? Listen, uh, you know, again, we live in an era where opinion is often called hate. You know, if you go against the grain, if you go against what's popular, people say you're a hater. You're bitter. It's like, no, I have an opinion. Mm. And sometimes my opinion doesn't go with the flow. But in this case, it's not really an opinion so much as like a willingness to do comedy that was very edgy and talked about uncomfortable things and, and created uh, uncomfortable you, situations. You, 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 you fret a stare in your way to it. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, that to me is the most bothersome part about that situation we'll, is that... We'll leave it there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I was right there. You almost was there. That's some good clickbait. Yeah, well, yeah. Do you think I'll ever be in a place to talk about it? Or I, I, I hope so. I want to know what it was like that day on set, shooting your little your little skit, having a good old time in the early days of the Next internet. Next topic of conversation. <laughs> okay, I got you. Um, Jamie Foxx. Yeah. Anti-Semite? Question mark. I don't even know about this. I heard it. You don't know about what that. did he say? I, I should quote it uh, verbatim. So let's let's get it pulled up. Oh, okay. I found it. So Jamie Foxx posted on his Instagram. They killed this dude named Jesus. What do you think they'll do to you? Hashtag fake friends. Hashtag fake love. This was viewed as being an anti-Semitic statement, even though I feel like I understand the context in which he was saying this, and that it clearly was not an anti-Semitic thing. When they, when the they in this sentence is haters, people that don't want to see you do well, right? <laughs> Even though the Jews did kill Jesus in the you book. Know, that uh, you know, one of the things in terms of my growth mm. is knowing when to not touch certain things. Uh, and in a business uh, that is uh, run mm -hmm. uh, by some very powerful people, uh, I'm going I'm to I'm leave that alone, man. I'm going to leave that alone. You're not going to ride for Jamie? Is Jamie going to ride for me and pay my mortgage? Certainly not. Okay. But, but you, okay, do you, I'm assuming that you are trying to avoid saying that you think that he wasn't trying to be anti Semitic. Uh, I'm just happy Jamie is recovering <laughs> and things are going well and he's looking good. Wow, really? So yeah. you have a controversial take on this that you don't want to reveal? It, it, it's, it's not even that I have a take. Uh, it's just, you know, know, uh, know the room. Mm. Be familiar with the room. You make money with a lot of Israelites. Uh, no, I don't. As a matter of fact, but you you would like to in the future. <laughs> to be honest with you, uh, maybe I could hear their message if they stop yelling into them bad megaphones, and don't wear them pirates of the Caribbean costumes. Mm. But uh, nonetheless, uh, yeah, that's uh, you know what I mean. Damn, I I really found a topic that I don't. Ari, I don't Ari Spears I, 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 didn't want to touch. No, I, I'm not trying to let you down, but uh, you got to know who you're playing with. Mm. You know what I mean. And, you know, like they say, don't shit where you eat. I feel like somebody as experienced as you 
would be able to state his opinion on this without even the most experienced motherfuckers take an L. Really? Yeah. You must be in a very different position than me because I'm. I feel like I don't know what I could say about this that would actually upset people. I've already been so widely smeared as a racist and yeah. a, a terrible guy. <laughs> It must yeah. be nice to have some semblance of a reputation. Hey, I let depending on who's telling the story, I don't even have that. Mm. Uh so, you know, just gotta, you know, try to navigate a little different sometimes. Okay. Respect, for sure. Um, I feel like I need to like open the door here for you to like give me more shit about the guy fucking my wife. No, brother, I, I just, you know, that's just some shit I, I, I would never do. I figured you would have more but ammo did, but, stored but, up. I, no, no, but what did you, what did it do for you? As porn stars, it was very significant business-wise. Did it turn you? Oh, so it was strictly a money thing. It was, and then, you know, we kind of leaned into it, and we, we watched it a few together a few times. And Now, here's what I want to know, in, in all honesty. You you didn't you weren't concerned that maybe you know because of what he was working with how he did it that her reaction was such that you know maybe when you're not knowing she's off to the side seeing him somewhere or oh, fucking no. with him she's the most trustworthy person I've ever met in my entire life I have zero concern about her fucking around on me and if I wasn't in you that kind of life, relationship you put your life on that oh yeah I put a baby in her that don't mean nothing. Women pop out babies For all the me, time. And it meant a lot. Women pop out babies and take their dudes to divorce court and ruin them. You're right. The average person is not as selective. But for me, when I made a kid with her, that was like a lifetime choice of like, okay, I'm going to fuck with you and, and be on good terms with you forever, regardless of if we stay together or not, which we are planning on. When I had a kid with her, to me, that was like the ultimate, Right. all right, I trust you 100% moment. Right. Even more than the wedding. Wedding is just a ceremony. Well, that's for her. But as soon as we have a kid together, it's like, okay, I'm saying that I'm fucking with you forever. That's a nice idea. I know it doesn't always work out that way. But yeah. How many, how many kids you got floating around? Three. Three baby mamas? No, two baby mamas, three kids. Okay. Yeah. But, you know, you know, women women can, can, can be pretty treacherous. And yeah. sometimes they use the kid as the weapon. And I am looking forward to that arc in my I, I'm life. A, I'm a quote Bill <laughs> Burr. I'm a, the kid I'm, a, I'm a quote comedian. Bill Burr said something that was brilliantly genius and funny. Mm -hmm. He said, "I'm still trying to figure out why it costs forty thousand dollars a month for a kid to eat Fruit Loops." <laughs> so, there's that as far as the kid goes. Well, we are feeding the kid filet mignon. That's nice. She's eating paleo. Okay. Not actually, but all right. She's eating good. I got you. You want to know how fucked up the rap game is now? I'm gonna, I'm just gonna tell you about something. Yeah. So there's a drill rapper from Chicago named Lil J. Mm -hmm. Fans, it was often rumored that he was a little light in the loafers, that he was banging men basically. The fans submitted freedom of information requests, if I'm not mistaken, and were able to get videos from the prison that he's in delivered to them in their email. And when you watch these videos, you get to see him with a trans mm. person, or, or not not a trans person, but you know, a, a dude, a punk, if you will, right. sitting on his lap. Now, he's come out and denied that that's him in those videos. Right. A local YouTube channel in Chicago by the name of DJU did an interview with his former trans woman girlfriend. 
who revealed all about her relationship with him. Right. I'm just telling. I'm saying that's how real it gets out here. Yeah, it's gotten real like that for some celebs in the rap game, even in my day, in my time. But the leaking of prison footage? Like, did well, you ever think we would see such technology? Well, again, my generation stayed out. The, did their best to stay out the prison. Mm. So whatever dirt they did with whomever they did it with uh, wasn't circulating. I'm telling you, these new go- kids goofy, man. It's a goofy era. It's a gay era. We're very open-minded. Pick a G. Pick a G? Goofy, gay, whatever. <laughs> gargantuan. That would be the man that fucked your woman. Yeah, he was a gargantuan man. You yeah. want to go back and forth with G he words? Was, he was a goofy gargantuan man. Ah, oh, man. I feel like... Your girl got kayak dick by a full <laughs> Special Olympics kid. Yeah, that's true. Wait, grown no. Ass. I, I don't want to sign on for that. I feel like <laughs> after all the shit that Jason Lee or Jason Love has taken in this whole thing, that it might be Aries Spears criticizing his intelligence that really, like, no. that, that's that got to, like, your intelligence, bro. Like, you, like I don't want to ride along I, you I'm, saying I'm not, that. I'm, I'm not critiquing necessarily his intelligence. I'm just saying, man. Like, he just he had a little bit of a, of a goofiness to him, you know? You think you lost that over the years? You got to be goofy. You're a comic. No, you ain't got to be goofy. That's when people go, well, you the class clown? I don't like the term class clown. A clown will do anything for a laugh. I'm specific. Mm. I ain't slipping over no banana peels for no yuck yucks. Mm. You know? I like uh, it when you talk gangster to me. I, I, hey, man. I ain't slipping over no banana peels for no yuck yucks. Hey, man. I'm glad you think that's gangster. I'm going to get that tattooed on me. Yeah. On some space. All right. Aries Spears, I appreciate you, man. It's all love, brother. Anything else you want? Yeah, hit them with Spears and Steinberg podcast available on all streaming platforms. Hit me up on Instagram under Aries Spears. My YouTube channel, Spearsburg Pod. Hit subscribe. And hit the like button, motherfuckers. That too. God damn it. God damn it. Appreciate you, dog. Thank you, brother. Ah, my man. Yes, sir.